Live from the Sales Mega Marathon, the core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Danell Riggs. Today's topic, building the perfect relationship with 100 real estate agents. So this first girl is, I don't know, we've been together six years. About six years, I met her at this event. I don't know if I met her at this event or another event. She'll tell you. But she has a great business. She's up in a little town in Arizona called Prescott. She does a lot of loans. Uh, she just changed companies. And that happens. How many of you have changed companies in the last year? I've had to change companies in the last year. Now, hopefully you didn't get fired. Did any of you get fired? I got fired, okay? My God, okay? That's the reality of life. But I'm telling you, I will not get fired again, and I'm now currently the best employee my new company will ever have. I am kissing his butt like mad. But I'm telling you, you can't act like a fool in the mortgage business. You can't think that you can do whatever you want. So I got myself in trouble six months ago by thinking that I was above, that I could do whatever I wanted. And you can't. We got to be good soldiers. But because we make a lot of money, we get crazy. So I want you to give it up. This girl makes $2 million. She is a great loan rep. Danelle Riggs. Come on up, Danelle. Hey, guys. Oh, I'm moving a chair. Okay, so you didn't get to hear the first two lines of that song. I actually played it because it has, well, I always love some pit bull, you know. Um, uh, actually, the first two lines say, ask for money, get advice. Ask for advice, get money twice. I have loved that ever since I've been in the core because to me that represents who we are in coaching. We're humble. We ask for advice. We're able to truly hear words of wisdom, receive those words, and then step back and watch our business just blow up. So that's what I've done with core. So six years ago, I found the core. But I was actually a loan officer for 10 years prior to that. So in 10 years, I had got to a spot where I made about $250,000. But it was hard. And I just struggled. And I did it alone. And I tried. And I would try this. And that would suck. And I would try this. And that would suck. But um, back in 2011, I gave birth to my little girl, Mila Ryan Riggs. And there in the hospital, I'm pretty sure my husband looked at her and she looked at him and she just got him wrapped around her pinky. And in that moment, we decided we weren't going to do daycare. My hubby was going to be a stay-at-home dada. (laughs) Now, that was not easy because we needed the income. I was a bank loan officer. I didn't make that much money. And I certainly didn't know how to do purchase business, only refi. Um, But we went for it. We're like, okay, we're going to take care of our baby. Daddy's going to stay at home. We can do this. About two months later, we went on our very first camping trip as a family. Now, we camped. My husband, an important requirement for me as his future wife was I had to be willing to sleep on the ground. So we slept in a tent. But coming back home from that camping trip, guys, we stopped in a little town called Nothing, Arizona. Legit, there's a town called Nothing, Arizona. I remember this because I told my husband exactly how much money he could put in our gas tank to get us home. 
Because after that, there was nothing left. There was no cash. There was no credit. It was 100% gone. Um, For months, for a long time, I would make our credit card payment, the minimum payment on the credit card, and then I'd pay gas and electric and all the utilities because you could almost get like double buying power if you did it real quick like that. Um, I left the bank. I jumped into the mortgage bank world because I knew this is where we needed to be, and I needed to focus on purchase business, but again, I was afraid of realtors and I was afraid to originate a purchase loan because I had never done it before. I had only heard that realtors look at us like you're only as good as your last transaction. Those were all of the things that I had heard. And I didn't have a database of realtors. I didn't have anybody to really go and work. So it took me a long time to try to get myself together and just go talk to people. But I didn't even know how to prospect, guys. Um, I tried for years to do this. Eventually, I got to a spot where I actually started to close some loans, some purchase loans. There was a month, though, where I closed 15 loans. I didn't even break a million dollars. My average loan amount at the time was $70,000. It was awful. So I was totally broke in money. I had nothing. I had no idea what to do about that. My business was just hard. My schedule, I tried to be a good wife and do loans. So I would go to the office in the morning, get there about 8.30, work from 8.30 to 6 o'clock, and do loans, chase conditions, process loans, take calls, try to issue pre-approvals that I could during the day. But that was about all I knew how to do. I'd go home, make dinner for my family, sleep for a couple hours, wake up at about midnight, and then work from midnight to 2, 3 o'clock every single morning, trying to get like a internet presence, social media, catch up on email, look at more conditions, just anything that I could do, go back to sleep for a couple hours, wake up, make breakfast, go to work. It was a joke. Eventually, I did hire an assistant. So my very first assistant, massive flop, like horrible situation because I didn't know what to have her do. I needed help. I knew I needed help. But I had no clue what to delegate, how to delegate, what should I keep, what should she take. So we tried stuff like, you do this, I'll take this. And then she was no good at that. So I'm like, I'm going to take that back. You try this. It was just horrible, guys. Absolutely horrible. Laying in bed one night, I had my big laptop, my husband snoring next to me, and I googled, I need mortgage coaching. I am a cold lead to the core. I knew nobody who was here at the time, but that night I watched every single YouTube video I could find from the Coaches with Core. 
Every single one. The videos from Rick scared the crap out of me. I was afraid to talk to him for a very long time. But every video showed me this life that was possible that I wanted. I saw a woman who was an amazing mom, who was an amazing wife, and had an amazing business. And I thought, holy crap, that's possible and this is what I'm doing? I need to look into that. So I called in, I got my concierge, I think it's Josh Edwards was my concierge at the time, and I signed up for the 12-step program. That's what we had back before level one. And you got a CD, and you got a book, and you had to do your forms and listen to the CD. The very first month, guys, was make your Monday calls. I had never done this before, like rocket science in my mind. So I struggled for a while, and I thought about it for a long time, and I built my list. And I remember that very first Monday when I actually made my realtor calls, I got leads. Like, I was shocked. They actually gave me people to call. Now, what was more impactful on me, though, was the fact that I knew if I hadn't made that phone call, that lead would not have come back to me at that time. Not even a doubt in my mind. So I thought, wow, well, holy cow, I thought you were working with me, but obviously you're not. So... Anyway, I tried month two. It didn't work. I couldn't do any more than that first month just because I couldn't control my time. So I came to my very first summit. So that's where I really found CORE. It was the May summit of 2015. And I walked out of the house with my suitcases. And my husband said, now, honey, don't sign up for anything. And I said, no, don't worry, it's fine. So I got to the summit that first day. So at a summit, it's all day Thursday, all day Friday. At the end of Thursday, I took my bag, my books, and I went to my room. I made a hot bath. I read every single word in these books, every single word. And I called my husband, and I'm like, hubby, hubby. I need these people in my life. I need this. And mind you, at the time, it cost back then 2500 bucks for coaching. That was the cost of a person to me. So I could either try to hire a person again, which I'd already failed at, and I didn't know what to have them do, or I could put my faith into this program and see what would happen. And... I wanted to be like them, so I jumped. He said, baby, I believe in you. Let's do this. So I got into coaching. Now, like Rick mentioned, I'm just going through a company transition, and it's really, really hard. So what I've really grown to love about CORE is that every single semester, you're working on different things. So I have worked on so many things from lead generation to building a team to leadership skills. 
And currently, because of my transition, I have been 100% focused on this topic. So I was super excited to talk to you about building a deeper relationship with 100 real estate agents and going really deep with 20 realtors because I, in making this transition, took a lot of people with me, more than I had on my team back before I left, and I've got a responsibility to take care of these people, and I need to generate leads, and we control that, guys. So I wanted to talk about, um, oh, and I think there's a thing here, so I forgot about this. I do have a little slide deal. Um, let's see here. There we go. All right. So Rick Ruby says, and you've heard it already, be an expert in chase realtors. Like I said, I didn't know how to chase realtors. The three areas that I break this down in my head is really like courting or dating somebody, right? So you have the foundation phase or the newer relationships. Then you've got the, let's go steady. This is really kind of working out. And then you've got the, oh, gee, I think I might marry this guy. And that's your really, really deep, deep agents. There's so many things over the years that I've worked on to get this down and really build good, strong relationships. But last night, after some amazing conversations with you guys, I was thinking about, gosh, if I simplify this into the three things that are the most important things to do, what would those be? And really, I believe it's number one, and please write this down, make your Monday realtor calls, number one. Number two, you need to have a really good plan to follow up with the realtors that you meet. I call that my 10 by 10. It's simply 10 touches with newer agents over 10 weeks. That's all it is. And then also we use the form that's called the account pyramid. So in the book, I believe that the account pyramid is let's see here on page 89 and then my 10 by 10 follow-up plan is on page 91 so i've given you all of this and we're going to go into more detail on those three things but if i had to sum it all up in a nutshell i believe those are the three ways that i have built great relationships so in working with someone in the courting phase or just building a foundation, I think that it's really important, or it has been, I should say, it's been important for me to show realtors what to expect in working with me. So two things, I have a commitment that I make to realtors and then the 10 by 10 plan, which again you've got here. The commitment that I make to realtors is three parts. Number one, lead tracker. So Kendra showed you the lead tracker. That's super, super important. Number two, uh, extreme follow-up. And number three, speed to lead. Now I've gotten to a place after the last 16 years where I swear... Every single part of my business 
Is there because of pain? Something bad happened and I had to put something into place. So the, the lead tracker, my very first coach, my very first semester, I had no staff. I was super swamped. I did not turn in my lead tracker. And I swear she chewed me up one side and down the other. I was taking a two-week vacation with my family for the first time ever in our brand new motorhome at Christmas time. And she's like, Danelle, you're going to text me every single day. And you're going to tell me how many leads you got for the day. I need to know you're using your lead tracker. And I was ticked off, like ticked, because I was leaving. And I didn't know how to do this. So I had one person in the office step up and say, don't worry about it. Show me how to use the form. I'll take care of it. I'll text you. You can text her. At the end of the two weeks, After texting her every single day the number of leads, she told me, I am so proud of you, and I hope that you remember this for the rest of your career. And OMG, the lead tracker is like Bible in my office. It is required. Every lead goes on the lead tracker forever. No ands, ifs, or buts as a result of her. Now, the next one is extreme follow-up. So I was at an amazing summit, but in this summit, it wasn't just us lenders together. It was all the realtors, all the lenders. And a realtor stood up in front of the whole group, and he said, just so you know, not one of you lenders has my business. Now, all the lenders, we were all like, oh, boo, boo, you suck. And then he said, now, I'm serious. If you know who I am and you know how much business I do, because we do, we're ranked, we're stacked. We know who does how much business. So if you know who I am and how much business I do, and you don't call me more than twice for a meeting, how many times are you going to call my $40,000 manufactured home lead? I don't think he really said that because I think he was kind of from a bougie place. But to me, that's like my lowest, like, you know, loan down here. And that's how I took it. So from that... I created my own personal extreme follow-up. My commitment is to my realtors. I will connect with your lead 10 times in the first five days. I'm going to call, text, send an email, send a video, call, text, call the realtor. Hey, realtor, I've called like six times. Is there a better number? Should I call another spouse? Whatever. But that is now one of my hard, fast commitments to my agents. The third one is uh, speed to lead. That also comes from pain. So I remember where I was, and I got a call from a bar where I was driving down the street right by Albertsons, and then a realtor called on the other line, and her name's Jerry Garcia. I will never forget it. And um, I said, I clicked over. I said, hey, Jerry, I'm on the other line. Can I call you right back? She said, okay, Danelle, that's great. So I click over. I went half a block to Murphy's right here at the stop sign. Exactly half a block. 
I called back Jerry Garcia, and she said, oh, dude, don't worry about it. It's cool. I know you're busy. I went ahead and gave the lead to someone else. Half a block. I felt so cheap. I felt unappreciated. I felt... I felt all of the me things, right? She doesn't appreciate me. She doesn't know how hard I'm going to work for her. None of it really, really matters. And then I stopped and I realized, wow, that's just my ego. I don't matter. What matters is what's important to the realtor and to her clients. And to her, she didn't need to wait She needed probably service right then and there or had a question. I didn't help her. That was the result. So from that came my my, uh, speed to lead. Clients get a phone call. My goal is hopefully nobody has to leave a message anymore on my team. I have people answering the phone. That does not mean that clients call and get an immediate pre-approval, but it does mean that the realtors call and are answered. They're heard. They're acknowledged. The client gets a call. I'm aware of the importance of this situation, so I know if it's urgent or not urgent, and we schedule a call back. It's incredible how that one thing, just making sure your phones are answered, creates so much security to your realtor partners. So those are my commitment items. Now, as you grow and as you have a team, you have to remember to teach your team these things as well. So one day I was super upset because I found out a lead had not been called back in two days. And somehow I'm able to kind of keep a real high level eye on everything. And I know when I see things or I don't see things. So I asked my team, I'm like, guys, I saw an app come in and I don't, I didn't see that name get finished. Where are we at? And I found out they hadn't called it back. So I was complaining to my husband, Mr. Colby Riggs. I'm like, rah, 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 rah. he's like, That is not how our business was built. That's not how you are where you are today. That's not what we stand for. And he goes through all of this stuff all over again. And that led to the constant training of my team over these simple topics. And I was super proud because like a week ago, two weeks ago, I was talking to one of my LP1s. And she, I don't even remember what she did. It it really wasn't anything that stood out that much. But I told her, man, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And she goes, well, that's what you teach us. It's like, oh, oh, so proud. Um, (laughs) Anyway, the, the commitments are super important. My realtors know to expect that service with every single lead, and I swear that that's a hugely important part of why I get their leads. Now, the 10 by 10, this is super fun. Um, I remember a summit where someone was on stage, and they were talking about how you could take one realtor and two lenders. You could have this one lender who has this amazing connection with the realtor, and, you know, they just connect. It's, it's easy. They have a great conversation. They talk for an hour and they finish and they're like BFFs, right? The other lender over here, they have a okay conversation. It's nothing spectacular. They don't finish BFFs and then they leave, right? So in a week, 
the not real warm and fuzzy lender calls the realtor, follows up. Another week goes by, that same lender calls, follows up, maybe sends a book, sends a note, connects on social media, sends a text, sends an article. Hey, I was thinking about you. I read this great article about interest rates. Thought you might want to share it with some of your buyers. And so on. Eventually, like eight weeks down the road, if this lender, boring lender over here, has been consistent and a lead comes in, is this realtor going to call that one guy that they had a really great connection with that one time? Or this one who's been super consistent every week following up? This one wins. This one will get the lead. So the things as far as uh, my commitment to my agents and my 10 by 10 are intentional to win the realtors. But even that 10 by 10, I do it because I want the realtor to see how consistent I am in working with them so that they know how consistent I'm going to be in working with their leads. So it goes back to that, you know, that mean realtor said, you guys don't have my business. Um, all right, so this is kind of beyond a foundation. We're going a little steady here. We're working on building an actual relationship with our partners. In this area, the accounts pyramid form that I mentioned to you earlier, so the accounts pyramid form on 89, this form is not just a piece of paper that I fill out once and never look at again. This form is a meeting that I have every single month. Every single month I meet to go over my closings from the prior month to see where my agents are. So on the account pyramid, the bottoms are your C's, your B's, your A's, and then your channel accounts. But Really what I've done with this that I think is super valuable is I have a simple Excel spreadsheet that every month when I sit down and look at this, I say, okay, so for my channel accounts this next month, I want to do four touches. What are those four touches going to be? And it may be I want to attend a sales meeting. I want to deliver food. I want to host a happy hour, and they're going to get a weekly video. I have my consistent activities, so it's... Nothing creative. It's certainly not recreated every month, but I have every action that I will do with a realtor or a team or a group, and I simply put an X in the ones that I want to do that month for my A's, my channels, my B's, my C's. I keep it simple, and then I'm able to actually connect with all of these people in a very easy, doable way. So, for example, my C's. I remember my very first semester with course, so right around that time where I got beat up because of my lead tracker, it was probably because I was making a whole lot of phone calls. I was connecting really super wide with a lot of real estate agents, and I found out in that November and December, I had the busiest end of year I had ever had ever before. And it was not my big agents. They stop working in October, November. They're just kind of done for the year. They don't care anymore. But the ones who come out of the woodworks are the ones like onesie twosie, and they're going to close a deal or two and pay for Christmas. Those are the ones 
that nobody else is connecting with. No one else is staying on top of. No one's talking to. No one's providing any anything of value to that group except for me in my market. Those are my C's. And so on my account pyramid Excel worksheet, I'll have if I'm going to send a weekly video, a monthly video, or a leveraged happy hour where I invite all of them. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of dedicated one-on-one time with them. They're going to get rotated into my Monday calls always. Um, but I will say, all right, I'm going to do a leveraged happy hour this month, and I'm going to go ahead and send them a weekly video. So that's how I'm able to consistently stay in touch with each group. And in in working the folks that I'm trying to uh, keep in relationship, this adds so much value. We spend so much time thinking of acquiring new agents. We need to spend equal, if not more, time to keep those agents. Now... Two days yesterday, I guess, we were coaching, and in my coaching call, one of my coaching calls, we had a great conversation about how now, after COVID and everyone's kind of finally getting back together, this one lender realized how he had forgotten everything about his customer or his client experience, his raving fan wow experience. None of it had been made virtual. It was all face-to-face, and now none of it's happening. So my question to him was, gosh, what about your realtors, man? You know, if, if we're coming out of COVID, it's been a year and a half, and we used to do all of these amazing activities. Where are you at with your realtors? So that led me to this whole dormant agent thought in working this group specifically. I think that we all right now have a lot of agents that we have not connected with well enough over the last year and a half. So to this group, to my list of dormant agents, so dormant agent, when working your account pyramid, when you're looking back, someone that you think you work with who hasn't given you a deal in 90 days, Create your list, come up with the names, make the phone calls, get face-to-face, have a hard conversation, or easy. It may just be that they're not doing any business. Maybe they're working with someone else. Someone else was wooing them, and someone else started to get the leads. And you've got to try to get those people back. So I was in thinking about all this literally yesterday. I've decided I'm going to revamp my whole 10 by 10, and I'm going to pull back all of my agents, and I'm going to put them through this whole thing all over again. I've hired new people during COVID. Things have changed. I've switched companies. I need to update videos. I've really got to dive deep again to keep all of the people that I know. In doing that, too, I've, I've really expanded my realtor calls. So I'm actually doing double my Monday calls right now. That's my goal for myself this semester for my own coaching is double my realtor calls because, again, I want more leads. I want to take care of my people. In doing that and pulling my lists and looking back over the last two years of people who have given me business, I found that I haven't been hearing anything from a lot of the ones I really, really like. So in making my calls and reconnecting every single week with 80 realtors on repeat now and 
in this semester, we're about six weeks in or so, so I've been doing this for a while. I've already started to see leads coming back to me, and I know that some of these realtors were sending business somewhere else. And I mean, these are people I really like. So if they're willing to send it somewhere else, we got to be willing to make the calls and stay on top of them and stay connected. Now, the last group are your really deep realtor relationships. On Monday of this week, after I made my realtor phone calls, I was looking out my window making my calls, and I saw one of my very, very closest realtor agents walking into the restaurant across the street from my window. So he waved at me. He had his little girl, and then he had a friend of his, another one of my really close realtors. They called me, and they're like, come on over. Let's have a glass of wine. So I walk across the street, go have a glass of wine with him. And I'm super transparent and honest and open with my friends about what I'm doing. So they're like, hey, what's going on? And I told them I was busy making phone calls. And I'm really stressed about this presentation I have coming up in just a couple days. So I told them all about this. They're like, well, what's the topic? So I told them the topic. And that leads into this whole conversation about how tight our crew is, how we have our title, we have lender, we have the realtor, how deep we'll go for each other. And it was really incredible, guys. So my deep agents are my friends. These are the same people who come to my kids' birthday. I go to their kids' birthdays. And I like these people a lot. They are my ride-or-die realtor friends. They're the ones who tell all of their friends, you don't want to work with that lender. They're not as good as Danelle. Hang up the phone. Call Danelle. She'll get you taken care of. They're so loyal that... One bad transaction, like I thought at the beginning, you're only as good as your last transaction. One bad transaction with this group, guys, doesn't kill the relationship. If anything, they're like, man, this must be awful if you can't get it done, because they know I'll get it done if I can. I do a annual appreciation party just for this group of folks. I haven't done it in a long time, so I've got to bring back bring that back this year now, hopefully soon. Um, But having your deep relationship with your people is just so important. So I encourage you to push that farther. In review of everything that we've talked about, courting your realtors, dating your realtors, you know, building a, a foundation for a great relationship, working on your relationship, and then going really, really deep with your agents, I hope that this encourages you to get back out there and pick up the phone. So one other topic real quickly, just to make sure we talk about it. What are you going to say on your Monday calls? So Kendra earlier had mentioned that we don't make calls because we don't know who we're going to call. Uh, we don't. We're afraid of calling. I can't remember everything. What you're going to say. Okay. So. I do so many events with my agents. I always have something to talk about, always. So whether it's a CE class, I have an ethics CE class coming up next Wednesday, the 11th, from 1 to 3 o'clock at my office. So when I made my realtor calls this past Monday, it was catching up. 
I'm super excited. It's my kids' first week of school. Yesterday, my little boy, my little girl went back to school for the first time in a year and a half. So we have conversation about that. I invite them to my CE class. And then always, always, always on Monday, I ask them, hey, were you working this weekend? I was working this weekend. It was pretty quiet. Is there anybody that you need me to follow up on? What can I do for you? Anything you need from me? Don't overthink the Monday calls. When you're calling people you like, you need to get to know them. When I'm on the phone with them, I have my CRM open and I log calls. So uh, like two weeks ago, one of the calls that I made, I found out that the guy and his wife were literally driving to the hospital to find out the gender of their baby. So I wrote that down so I wouldn't forget. So next time I call, I can say, boy, girl, pink, blue, what are we celebrating? So... Make the calls. Don't overthink it. Work the account pyramid, guys. It's such an incredible form. Keep it simple. It's scalable to wherever you are in your business. Uh, If you have any team members to help you or you don't, if it's just you, block some time and do the touches to show your clients that you're consistent, your realtors that you're consistent, and continue to earn leads. That's all I got for you guys. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.